What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for your presence. And in case you weren't aware, Thrive is an acronym that stands for Thoughts, Habits, Relationships, Intention, Vitality, and Embodiment. And this is an acronym that I created to really create a framework to teach you the things that we never learned in school. And my intention with this podcast is to bring on world-renowned guests to break down their success, their breakthroughs, their obstacles that they've overcome to create massive amounts of success, health, and wealth in their life. So I'm so grateful that you're here. And now let's get to today's episode. But before we start with today's episode, I wanted to make an announcement that I'm so excited about. I just launched my Magic of Microdosing free course. This free course has over 10 videos where I really break down the neuroscience of microdosing and talk about how this medicine can potentially lead to massive transformation and healing in your life. So if you've been curious about implementing this medicine, this is a great resource for you to tap into. And again, it's 100% free. So make sure to visit the website magicofmicrodosing.com or just hit the link in the show notes below. Much love, y'all. Today's guest on the podcast is my man, Alvi Thompson, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. And funny story about Alvi is he's actually one of my first friends in South Florida. Him and I like randomly followed each other on Instagram like over five years ago and we were both out at some club in Fort Lauderdale and we recognized each other and we built a friendship that has lasted until today. And Alvi has an incredible story. I mean, in this episode, he dives deep into like the loss and the passing of his mom and what he learned from that relationship and really transmuting trauma into triumph. And I think you're gonna gain so much value from this conversation. If you're going through a challenge right now, an obstacle right now, battling adversity, this episode is for you. And I promise it's going to inspire you. It might even give you some goosebumps. Without further ado, let's get to today's podcast with my guy, Alvi. All right, we out here. Thrive University podcast. We are back better than ever. We got the new layout, the new setup. And um, I'm really fucking excited. Bro, I'm big hype. This is clean too. I really like the rustic feel. Right? It's, it's like we're in the living room. We actually haven't connected in a minute. Been a little while. So it's like, why not just fucking hop on the pod and connect and catch up? And if you would like to just initiate things by introducing yourself to these people watching, listening, and tell them a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. And then we'll kick things off. I love it. My name is Alvy Thompson Jr., a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too, hey. a.k.a. your favorite speed walker. And I like to classify myself as a dynamic man. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, but ultimately I am an individual that believes in other people's ability to achieve. 
And it's been mm. absolutely amazing to be on my journey. And at the same time, watching your journey. I mean, we go back from randomly knowing each other on Instagram to seeing each other at a New Year's party to really just watching yeah. ourselves grow from just being a trainer to something bigger than that, more encompassing. And to be on the journey with you has been an absolute honor. So hey. I appreciate you having me here, my man. Hey, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, it's been a journey. That was what, like... Six years ago, I think, in Fort Lauderdale, maybe even longer, bro. Low we key. were we were both like pretty turned up. Oh yeah. It was a night. We've both come a long way. I would say so. Yeah. I we've de so. we've definitely we've definitely evolved <laughs> in a major way. So I'm curious to know, like, for you, you said how how did you define yourself? As a dynamic man. Dynamic man. So there's a lot of talk in twenty twenty three about toxic masculinity. Mm, there is. Right? This is Absolutely. a hot topic. And I'm curious to know. First of all, what do you think of that? And then second, secondly, I'd like to know what you believe are the three most powerful qualities for a high value man to have in 2023. I love that. Honestly, I think toxic masculinity is this term that's just, it's super broad. It can mean different things to different people. To me, though, toxic masculinity is a man not owning up to who he is. Mm. Simple as that. It doesn't mean that what's true for me is going to be true for you, going to be true for the next person. But when we look at it through this veil of what are these three highest qualities that a man gets to be, one, a man gets to be their word. Mm. If I'm not doing the things I say I'm going to do, that's what I think would be toxic masculinity. The second thing is a man to be intentional, to know like, hey, this is the exact thing I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And at the same time, I know what I'm not standing for and what I'm not going to do. So I think that intentionality is key. And then the third part of being a dynamic man or a high value man is being authentic. Be yourself. Mm. Know who you are. Because I think right now there's so much emphasis on not even people being put into boxes, but men putting themselves into a box where it might feel like the quote-unquote right thing to do because that's what society wants or the masses wants. But if that doesn't really fit what you truly desire, you're going to be out of touch. You're not going to be tapped in. And ultimately, people are going to feel that inauthenticity. So why not just be you at the end of the day? Hey. So we have be your word, be, be intentional, word, and be, be authentic. Be authentic. I fucking love those three. That hits. And I think authenticity is one of the things that like you mentioned, is really challenging to fully tap into. Right. Because we've been programmed to chase external validation, approval from others, and to tap into that true authentic essence is like the highest expression of self-love, in my opinion. When you're able to tap into that inner child and just embody your uniqueness, your goofiness, your energy, your passion... That is what's magnetic. And then in that process, it also gives permission to others to do the same. I love that. I love that. I mean, there's so much gold in what you just said, because when you are being authentic and when you're literally just living your life the way you would through your values, your beliefs, your principles, and you're walking in that type of path, it does give people the opportunity to be themselves, whatever that looks like. And that's what I think is interesting, too, because... You know, something I really love about you is how strong a relationship you have with your dad, who's 
much older than maybe the average dads are out there. But what's powerful about it is that he inspires you and you inspire him at mm. the same time. And I think what's missing out there is that there's not enough men that have other men that inspire them. Whether that's someone that inspires them that's far away that they'll never know. But more importantly, a man who is close to them that can be that guide. Because at the end of the day, when I look at my work and my coaching, and I work mostly with men, it's understanding that we need each other. We need support from each other. And a great friend or a great man, a great mentor, a great guide, when they're in your corner, they're going to tell you when you're messing up. They're going to tell you when you're not being authentic to you. They're going to let you know when you're following, when you're falling short and they're going to check in on you and they're going to praise you. Right. But I think if we don't have that or there's no man in our life that can really help us grow in that way and hold up that mirror for us, it's easy to be lost and it's easy to just fall back into whatever box we think we're supposed to be in Mm. as opposed to really blazing our own path and being our authentic self. Yeah. That makes I mean, I think that's on point. I think there's so many men that lack that male role model figure in their life because let's be honest, there's a lot of dads out there that haven't shown up in the most powerful way possible. It's not necessarily their fault. They learn from their dad and they learn from their dad's dad. So it's this vicious cycle that we have to take ownership of if we want to change the narrative and paradigm as men being strong, being powerful, being authentic, being present, leading with love. And I feel like if we can embody that, then we can create a new paradigm about what it means to be a powerful leader, a powerful man, a powerful friend, a powerful brother, son, husband, father, etc. cetera. Um, you grew up with a single mom. Single mom, yeah. Your mom raised you basically all by herself. Yeah. Um, what do you think the impact of not having that male role model figure around when you were younger, how did that impact you, would you say? Yeah, it's a great question. And to provide a little more context, so my dad wasn't there necessarily consistently, but I did have my grandfather, my mm. mom's dad. And, you know, we called him Pop. And Pop was literally the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, my guy was working out literally until he passed away. Like, he was at least getting some bicep curls in. Not to say that you're only a man if you get your bicep (laughs) curls in to old age, but he was always there for me. He was at all of the baseball games, the basketball games, the football games. He was taking me out every week. We're talking life. And I saw how he was the leader of the family, Mm. right? And that had a huge positive impact on me. But I would only see him so often, whether it was weekly, every two weeks. And I was missing that nuance of seeing somebody in front of me day in and day out, giving a great example. I have an older brother and my brother is an amazing guy and he's seven years older. So when I was little, growing up in adolescence and he's a teenager, I'm watching how he moves and he was extremely popular. He was good looking. He was fit. Girls liked him, all those things. But then as I started to get a little bit older, and he started getting older. He was starting to get in some trouble, right? Him and my mom would argue, get into their tiffs. And that kind of instilled in me this idea of like, wow, if he's doing those things, and those are things I don't want to do, or the results I don't want to have, well, let me do the opposite. Mm. And that's what really had me focus and double down on my studies and being a good student, right? 
it had me double down on focusing on my sport. But mm-hmm. it also taught me how to go out and be a dog in terms of, like, grind when it came to my sport. He had this confidence whenever he was playing basketball with all of our friends where he was the man. And I would embody that, even though I was seven years younger. So it was interesting to have a role model who was way older than my grandfather, have a role model who was not that much older than my brother. But I think what was missing was, like, just that father figure who, like, day in day out would like cheer me on and also be like man get your ass up like you know go do what you need to do or reprimand me when i mess up and it really inspires me you know god willing in the future to be a great father right and that's something that my fiance alejandro and i talk about all the time and you know i think that in life we get to learn from our experiences Mm. and i've and i like most people I've had many experiences, right. right, on all ends of the spectrum, right? Powerful, good, bad, ugly, everything in between. And I want to use all of that to be the best father that I can be and to, God willing, teach my future son, Zion. We already got a name for my man, young Zion, that you get to be you. Like, know who you are. Be your word. Be intentional. And I'm going to support you in you growing into the man that you want to be. Yeah. And when you're not being that, I'll be there to remind you yeah. because that's the same reminder that I would have wanted yeah. as I was coming up. Yeah. No, that's beautifully said. And it's, it's crazy because like you were missing that consistent fatherly figure. And at the same time, you still had other men in your life to model yourself after to an extent. And so many people don't have that. They don't right. have shit. Anything. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy to think about, like, where do you think you would have been if you didn't have your older brother or pop to kind of lean on in those times? You know, I've never really thought about it. But if I think about it now, I just think I would have been really lonely. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I would have felt just really alone. And I don't think I would have developed that quality of wanting to be around other great people. Right? Because... Because of my grandfather, because of my brother, I always wanted to be around them. And if they weren't around, I'm like, dang, well, I want to be around someone else. So it was always important to me to have great friendships. And I think if I didn't have those two to, you know, want to be around, spend time with consistently, I think I might have ended up being kind of like a loner yeah. and to myself. And don't yeah. get me wrong, like, I love my quiet time. I yeah. take time for myself every day because I know if I want to help pour into others, I have to pour into myself first. But again, there's a healthy balance of it all. And if I didn't have those, you know, my grandfather and my brother at a young age, uh, shoot, definitely wouldn't be doing this podcast, probably wouldn't have a great relationship with you and would, would not be where I am right now. Yeah. What impact, you know, obviously your mom passed a few years ago. And I want to just touch on that. I know, you know, our time is limited, but I think it's a really valuable story and there's lots of lessons that we can all take away from that experience. But I don't think there's any coincidence that your mom was extremely sick, struggled with health, overwhelmed with stress, having to raise two children, having to work multiple jobs, Like, what do you expect? And I just think right now, going back to that whole toxic masculinity equation and like the whole, 
the whole uh, masculine and feminine archetypes in 2023, I almost think people are looking down at moms who are just 100% invested at being the best mom possible. That's a full-time job Absolutely. in itself. And like my mom's been going through a little bit of depression and anxiety recently, and she doesn't feel worthy at this moment because like both of her children have left the home and she just doesn't feel that sense of purpose. And I literally tell her every day, I'm like, ma, like I would not be doing anything I'm doing today. I would not be half the man I am right now if it wasn't for you dedicating your entire existence to raising me. Right. And I think a lot of moms need to be reminded how important their role as a mother is because you and I are both products of mothers and, you know, they saved our lives. They created our lives. So talk a little bit about your mom and whatever you feel called to share in that journey. Yeah, for sure. I mean... All right, fam. I am sorry to interrupt the show one more time, but you already know I don't have sponsors for this podcast. Really, I use this platform to just provide free value for you. That is my mission at Thrive University is just to provide you the education that we never experienced in our childhood. So I created a nutrition program that literally breaks down all of the necessary principles to optimize your gut health and your brain health through nutrition. And this course used to be $297, but I wanted to make it massively affordable and accessible for everyone. So it's now $29 for lifetime access to some of the best content I've ever created regarding nutrition. So if you're ready to take your life, your health to the next level, make sure to visit the link in the show notes to take advantage of that amazing opportunity. So talk a little bit about your mom and whatever you feel called to share in that journey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could do a a whole podcast series on my relationship with my mom and the impact that she's had on me as a child through, you know, high school and college. And then, you know, now as an adult, but to make a long story short, my mom and I had an extremely amazing relationship when I was young. My mom was my rock. She did absolutely everything for my brother and I. And to give more context, my brother and I are mixed, right? And we're also half brothers. So we have the same mom who's, you know, white, Ashkenazi Jewish mother, right? And then we both have black fathers. So imagine being a mom in the 80s and 90s, a single mom to two black children. My mom used to get a lot of looks, and I used to have no idea why, but I can see as an adult, or just as I grew older, just how hard that dynamic was. Mm. So that's one part of it. The second part was that, you know, unfortunately, my mom was very much like the common Western lifestyle person that we see today that suffers from multiple comorbidities or chronic diseases. Mm. She was obese. She was type 2 diabetic. She was addicted to her opioid medication. She was on all types of prescription pills for side effects of other prescription pills. And I think even more than that, she had a very big victim mindset. Mm. So what was interesting is once I got older and I necessarily didn't want my mom to do things for me anymore because I was an adult and I could see how much that my mom would try to pour into me, my brother and literally anyone else she could, but wouldn't pour into herself. Mm. So as I started becoming more aware of just life in general, 
I was realizing that my mom was completely burnt out all the time. And I would be upset that she was trying to pour into me without ever pouring into herself. Mm. So we fast forward to when I was 26 years old. That whole year prior, my mom actually started becoming active. This is a woman who literally used to sit in her wheelchair and go from spot to spot in our little two-bedroom house to now going outside walking every day, swimming every day, eating good food, right? Having social interactions with her friends instead of being inside all the time. But for me, it wasn't good enough. Mm. And I used to resent her for not doing all the things that I thought that she should be doing. Because at that point in my career, I was a nutrition coach and I was a personal trainer and sports performance coach. So my head, I had all the answers. Yeah, yeah. And because of this resentment and my mom not doing what I wanted her to do, she got to this point that all her new lifestyle habits caused her to lose weight. And she had gastric bypass surgery years before, so the weight really started to fall off. But the thing was, she was so insecure about the excess skin she had and didn't feel like she looked beautiful. And because of that, she wanted to get plastic surgery to get the skin removed. The only problem is she wasn't a healthy enough candidate for this surgery. My mom was also the type of person who would never take no for an answer, right? If she wanted something, she was going to figure out how to do it. So she kept going to doctor after doctor after doctor, all telling her, like, hey, Vicky, you're not healthy enough to have this surgery until she found one that said, hey, you have a hernia. And in order for me to fix that hernia, which is typically right there in the midsection, I'm going to have to remove all that excess skin around your stomach. And this was kind of their wink-wink deal to have her get some plastic surgery done, remove that excess skin. The day before the surgery, I go to her house, and she's having second thoughts. And I'm like, Mom, don't get it. You don't need it. We'll figure it out. Like, we'll take care of it. It's good. And eventually, she's like, no, no, like, I'm still going to have the surgery. And that caused her and I to get into a huge argument, which was common for that era of my life, always arguing with my mom. And I never knew that that argument was going to be the last conversation that I ever had with my mom. She goes in for surgery the next day. She comes out of surgery, complains that she's a little short of breath. She can't quite catch her breath. And shortly thereafter, she went to an episode where she couldn't breathe. And the hospital had to induce her into a coma, send her to another facility. And over the span of 10 weeks, she just never was able to make it out of that coma. And, you know, it was a pivotal time in my life, you know, where... I had to look myself in the mirror and see, like, my life can go one or two ways. It was either go left, like, find out who that doctor is and, like, go do something crazy, which is very much how I was back then, or it was go right and it was look within myself and see how can I improve from this. And what I decided to do was go right, and uh, that's what led me to get into coaching. And I thought the coaching was going to give me the skill set to meet my mom where she was at or meet other people where they're at, know how to actively listen and not just be stuck in doing things my way. But what it actually turned into was me getting the opportunity to be coached, me being able to be open and be vulnerable and talk about my life where before I would just be stoic and try to hold everything in, which I think is a part of toxic masculinity, just trying to hold things in and not really talk about it. And, you know, going through that coaching really shifted my life. And it put me in a position to do the type of work that I do now 
And that's why I talk about tragedy can help form someone's transformation. Mm. And I really feel like when my mom died, a bad part of me or an ineffective part of me died as well. And I put that part of Alvi to the side, buried it, and started being my word. Starting to figure out who I was and being authentic. Going out, sharing my gifts. And telling people, like, look, you're going to go through shit. That's life. Mm. Like, life is not fair. Right? Life is not going to be easy. These are just my opinions, my perspectives. But what makes us so human and I think brings us all together is that, bro, we all know what it's like to be at our version of rock bottom. Mm. And my whole thing is if I can climb out of that and transcend, then you can too. Mm. And, you know, if anyone watching this, listening to this wants to really hear the full scope of this story, you know, feel free to check out my book, You Can Too, Life Lessons from My Mom's Untimely Death. Because I go deeply into who I was, how I transformed and where I'm at now. And, you know, without my mom and everything that she did, how she lived her life and where our relationship was when she died, there's no way I'd be where I am now. And that's filling up my cup helping other men and women ultimately be the best version of themselves. And that's why I'm so appreciative of what you do because all of your work is geared towards helping people find who they are and mm. being the best version of themselves through health, physically, mm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. right? Using tools, right? Like we talk about the medicine all the time. Yeah. The medicine is powerful. Yeah. And that's also something that helped me heal. So yeah, I guess long story long, you know, that's the impact that my mom had on my life. And it's what makes me want to be the man that I am today and really focusing on being authentic, being my word and being intentional with everything that I do. Mm. That was pretty fucking inspiring. Mm. I got goosebumps multiple times. I appreciate it, bro. And I know that was just like the very abbreviated version. So a couple of things that you mentioned that really resonated with me is just we really never know when it's going to be our last conversation, our last hug, our last text, yep. our last dinner together with our loved ones. Facts. It can all be taken away tomorrow. Yep. And the more that we have that, that perspective at the top of our mind all the time, then we will really operate with that level of intention, that level of presence, stop holding on to some of the grudges, the resentment, the anger that is just holding us back from experiencing life at its finest, at its fullest. Amen. And then you just really using this tragedy, this devastating experience to transmute and transform into a version of yourself that is impacting and influencing so many people in a positive way, bro. And I also think the fact, you know, I've told you this a couple of times, but like, I just really think there needs to be more. I, I, I want to be careful with how I word this, but I think your presence being black, being like a former athlete and having the self-awareness and the ability to articulate these stories and thoughts is so critical, bro, for humanity. Like we need as many 
powerful people from diverse backgrounds to authentically communicate their story. And I think hopefully by you stepping into this and continuing to share your truth, like it's just opening up that portal for others to do the same. Amen. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And, you know, to kind of cap off what you just said there, these types of open conversations, I think, are are missing in the black community, at least the black communities that I'm a part of. But I am happy to see that more and more of my friends, more and more of people I know, you know, black people and people of color are opening up and are seeing that there's a lot of power in being able to tell their story and being able to unpack the trauma that they've gone through or to even talk about any difficulties that they're currently going through. And like you said, myself and other people get to step up and continue to share our work because it's that important. Yeah. And also what you said about just, I think, I think the biggest thing that men universally struggle with is expressing our emotions. Agreed. We have been programmed and trained to suppress everything. If we feel anger, hold it in. If you feel sadness, push through. If you feel happy and joyful, don't, don't show it too much. Right, right. It's like dimming your own light. And what this is doing by constantly suppressing our emotions, bro, is just, it's literally driving inflammation throughout our nervous system. And we're literally on fight or flight like this all the fucking time. And we wonder why people are just like randomly exploding verbally, emotionally, physically, yeah. and committing fucking heinous crimes. It's because... We haven't been trained or taught how to express ourselves in a healthy way, how to channel our emotions yep. effectively. And I think it's just massive, like for us to continue leading the way. Amen. What would you say, like for someone watching, maybe like the version of yourself from 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Or the 26 year old version of yourself. That's yeah. not that long ago, bro. It's seven years ago, right? That's it. Yeah, seven, eight years ago, yeah. So, so what would you tell that 26 year old? Danny at the time. Danny, yeah, going by the nickname. Um, the government, yeah. Yeah, so what would you tell what would you tell your younger self? I would tell myself that there are so many people that love you and have your back that if there's anything that you're going through, there are so many ears that are willing to listen to you and hold space. Because at the time I thought that people were so different from me that I would be bringing them down if I talked about my mom's death and how I'm feeling. And it couldn't be further from the truth. They mm. all wanted to help. And I feel like it's like that for so many other men out there that feel alone, like believe that there are people out there who have that ear and will listen to you. And it's important that you get it out. Mm. Yeah. We can't do this thing called life by ourselves, bro. Absolutely not. We can't. Life's a team sport. Like it, it truly is. And like I've realized this too, just in my own life with everything like literally with all facets of life, especially when it comes to like mission, business, vision, it's like I can try and do everything on my own, but i much rather find other powerful people who are great at what they do, who are aligned with my vision to lift me up, to give me ideas, to support me, and just to have that level of teamwork to build something bigger, I think is fucking massive. Like if you look at LeBron James, Will Smith, Kevin Hart. Like I've listened to interviews with these guys and the one thing that they all have in common is that their teams around them, their chefs, their agent, mm -hmm. their friends, like they've been rolling with the same people for decades, bro. Incredible. Like 20 plus years. 
And that is how you build something special. When you have that level of cohesiveness, trust, teamwork, community. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, because we are kind of doing these shorter conversations, we're definitely going to have to continue this because oh, I feel like I feel like people are going to see this like YouTube video or they're going to see some clips and they're going to be like, yo, like I want more of that shit. Um, but maybe if you feel called to maybe just share like a final message with anyone watching, listening, yeah. that's on your heart. For sure. I would say it is 100% okay to be yourself. Be you empower yourself and find people around you that lift you up and you don't have to lift everyone else up by yourself. Mm. I like that. That, that, that's very relevant to the rest of our conversation. Um, where can we connect with you? Where can we get your book? We'll make sure to drop all these links in the show notes for sure. So you can find the book on Amazon. It's called you can too. And my website is mr. You can And you can find me on YouTube and on Instagram at Mr. You can too. That's the number two. No, no TikTok, bro. No TikTok. Maybe one day. Hey, all right, guys. You already know what to do. Ask for support. Tap into your most authentic self. Make sure to grab yourself a copy of Alvi's book. Shoot him a DM. Actually, you know what? If you're listening right now, what I want you to do is screenshot this episode, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, post it on your Instagram story and tag myself at coach jeremy 305 and tag alvi at mr you can the number two so we can continue this conversation Amen. because we want to uh continue supporting you your vision your goals your ambition and um together we're gonna rise and continue creating magic let's get it let's get it you can too let's go yeah Oh my goodness, you made it until the end of this podcast. And I'm so grateful for you just really committing to your health and to your transformation. So just take a moment to appreciate and acknowledge yourself for making it until the end. And I really hope that you take at least one thing that you heard today and implement it into your life because knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. It requires you to take action and implement these different practices and principles into your life. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. So again, word of mouth is my oxygen. I don't do this for money. I just do it to cultivate community and help you enrich your life. So if you gain value from the show, share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, tag me at Coach Jeremy 305. And if you want to see the video version of this episode, go check out our YouTube channel because again, when you see things, sometimes it brings them to life and you can really see different parts of this conversation and the relationship dynamic with each guest. So again, fam, thank you. Thank you so much. You already know what time it is. It's time to take action on your dreams and thrive.